I, there was an interview with a referee for this fight, and the referee said he's trying to protect both of you guys. It's not going to get too dangerous. Is your mm-hmm. sense that you're going in there? Yeah. Just can, to, wait. Sorry, go ahead. How can you protect somebody against my Tyson? Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Tourist Information. This is a special interview that I had with Roy Jones Jr. about his upcoming fight with Mike Tyson. This is one of those fights where some people are dismissing it as a freak show. Other people are hugely supportive of it. Mike Tyson was just on Joe Rogan. Rogan couldn't be more supportive of it and seems to think that Tyson is sort of on his way to fighting Tyson Fury and and back into professional boxing. I don't know what it is. I've been a huge fan of Roy Jones for a long time. I spent a week with him in Pensacola some years ago to do a long profile for Bleacher Report. I'm very nervous about this fight. I'm uncomfortable with what it is, uh, just given their ages being 54 and 53. But I'm a huge fan of, of both of these participants. I just... I just don't know what this is, and if it's a big success, I think we're going to get to an even stranger place, and and then this sort of fear of what it could be, that one of these guys could get really hurt. There's a reason why people retire from a game that's this dangerous. It's just the added risk of getting hit in the head as you get older. So this was Roy responding to sort of the intense reaction to this fight and the potential that it could be monetarily a huge success. And he took it someplace pretty dark and curious to see what you guys make of this. So I hope you enjoy this special episode with Roy Jones Jr. How you been? Been good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I did not expect to hear about a fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I didn't either. <laughs> so what what happened with this fight? How did this how did this happen? I mean, you know, I kept hearing his name for so long. And, you know, I ain't gonna I I keep hearing your name coming at me for a while, but you, know, you can't keep throwing your name toward my against my door, but so long that I'm gonna open my door. And let it come on in. You feel me? So I kept hearing his name hit the outside of my door. So I opened the damn door when it came on in. And is this is this uh, Kavanaugh has kind of set this up from Ooh. from Triller? Yeah, yeah. So did he approach you and and Mike for this to set it up? No, I think he approached Sophie Watts. And Sophie Watts approached me, and I think she might approach Mike too. But Sophie, Sophie's team approached me, and actually Mike's brother-in-law approached me, um, Azim, and he was talking about what Sophie was doing with the trailer thing, and they said uh, he wanted an opponent, so he wanted to use somebody like Holyfield or somebody. But every time they tried to use these guys, they brought boxing promoters and boxing managers to the table, and they didn't want to deal with the traditional boxing people because they wanted to make sure that the fighters benefited this time, not everybody else. So I was like, well, you know, I always been the easy person in the world to make a fight with because I rolled Dolo. And what is the? There's been like different reports on it that this is a sparring session. 
do you see this as this is going to be a serious fight or is this more of an exhibition like something different like how do you how do you view this fight but for you for the first time they have to give you a whole new 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 chapter on it, a new a new view on it right yeah okay so if a guy runs a fofo in his prime right when he get older, he probably gonna be up to about a five, right? Yeah. But a five ain't bad, or a four eight, we probably say, right? Four eight or nine, right? But mm-hmm. four eight and a four nine ain't bad for a normal person, right? Nope. Okay, but it looked like a regular check meet if it was the older two older people that used to run a four four, right? Sure. So you will call it? Oh, this just, they just out there practicing. They doing four eight and four nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because they're older, right? <clears throat> but if you think about it, you got two two of them running, that can run a four eight and a four nine still. That's really still a competitive ass race, right? But you can't call it that now, because now, and people prime, they doing four fours and four threes, right? Yeah. So, in my in my opinion, they calling it that because of our age and because the commissioners won't give you license to actually call a fight, probably because of the ages. So you got two guys that used to run four threes, and you know they probably still running four seven four eights, but normal people ain't running number four eights no way. So sure. The session between these two is just as good of good as or better than a real fight with everybody else because these two was four threes back in their day. Right. You feel me? So yep. you can call the foreign session for legality, so so that you can put both of them out there and see it. But in all actuality, this is better than any damn race you're going to get today because they still going to run just the same average time that people run today. So me and him far going to look just as good or better than most people that are fighting today because yeah. we were so exciting and so explosive and so above average in our prime. You feel me? Sure. So call it far and call it if you want to, but you got two of the top killers in the sport, two of the most deadliest hands, sets of hands that ever touched the sport. The youngest heavyweight champion of all times and the lightest heavyweight champions of all time. <laughs> you feel me? I started as sure. being middleweight and became heavyweight champion. Therefore, I'm the lightest man that won the heavyweight title. He is the youngest man to ever win the heavyweight title. That's two badass dudes. Sure. Well, and, and I think in 2003, after you beat John Ruiz, if I'm not wrong, you were a two to one favorite to beat Tyson if you fought at that time, right? wanted to fight him at that time, but he said he was through with boxing at the time, and he didn't want to fight. So I went on, did whatever I said to finish my my goal. How much how much money were you offered to fight Tyson in two thousand three? Do you remember? Yes, I remember perfectly. I wasn't offered a dime to fight him in two thousand three because the word I got was that he was retired and didn't want to fight no more. So I wasn't huh. offered that. Okay. And are you are you comfortable the financials of this fight? I I've read that that Triller put up fifty million dollars to have exclusive rights to this pay per view and streaming and that kind of stuff. How does that break down as far as you and Mike getting paid for this event? I haven't found that to be true yet. I've been searching for that bit of knowledge that you said, but I haven't found that to be true. And if okay. that is true, then I'm sure that we'll be finding other ways to break it up. But I've already found that to be true. But secondly, that was not my concern. But my family and my people around me are definitely highly concerned about that. So if that's the case, then the way we were supposed to do it, where we were supposed to have a 50-50 deal after Sophie Watts, who set it up, gets her part of it. But um, 
that's still something that's in the makes, that's in the talking. I haven't heard about that, but I haven't really been concerned about that because I've been concerned more about making sure I take care of myself and I'm as ready as I can be when I get in the ring with him because my goal back then was to get in the ring and see I know he's special and I know I'm special. Who's the who's the most special? That's what my question is. And that's my still question today. It hasn't changed for me. So, yeah, they talk about money. I hear them talking about money and the financial. I don't really give a damn about that because, I mean, that's not my, my, my expertise. My expertise is in that square where the roofs go right yet. You feel me? Sure. Um, so is your sense, are you going in here? I, there was an interview with a referee for this fight, and the referee said he's trying to protect both of you guys. It's not going to get too dangerous. Is your sense that you're going in there yeah. just can, to wait? Sorry, go ahead. How can you protect somebody against my type? Don't <laughs> one punch and you're in trouble. Or one punch or one bite. Now, how are you going to protect somebody from that? He bites right. your ass one time, your ears on. Or he hits your ass one time, your jaw gone. How do you protect somebody Are, from So your sense is you're going in there at, at the same as any other fight in your career. Is that? Uh, no, not the same. Worse. You ain't, I ain't fought no bell of this magnitude. This is the biggest. This is going to be the heaviest dude, the most dangerous dude I ever went in the ring with. You think I'm going there like it's just another fight? Hell no. I'm going there like this is the most dangerous fight I ever thought about having in my career. Huh. That's a great way of putting it. Of course. Do you, I mean, at this stage, you're, you know, your respective ages, 51, 54, is there, is it in your head, the ages, that this is just particularly dangerous to be fighting, not just that it's Mike Tyson, but just uh, getting up there? It was dangerous when I was 21. It's still dangerous now. It's just more dangerous because of Mike Tyson, but guess what? It would have been just that dangerous when I was 21 if it was Mike Tyson. So nothing really changed for me. I was still a fighter. It's still Mike Tyson. Simple. Do you, would you want, you if you beat Tyson, are you looking to have other fights yep. like this? Yeah. When I, I beat him, I'm done. You're done? When I beat him, I'm done. Huh. You said... You said to you said to me back in 2003, well, I mean, you said to me three years ago when, when I was in Pensacola, you said that if you had fought Tyson in 2003 and beat him, you would have retired after that. Is yeah, that would've. still true? Yep, that's still true. That's still true. Yep. How, why is that? Why would Tyson have been enough for you to, to stop 17 years ago? Because you're fighting the, young, the youngest heavyweight champion of all times, right? Yeah. So ain't nobody else that you're going to beat that's going to be any more prominent than he is. There's no other fight out there that has the accolade to match up, to match up with what Mike Tyson has right now. You understand know I me? Mean? They are going to be former champs, but none of them has accolade with saying they are the youngest former champ. He's the youngest heavyweight champ in the history of boxing. You beat him, and you ain't got to beat nobody else. There ain't nothing else to talk about. There's no other victory will compare. Who, um, who are you having be your trainer for this fight? Are you training yourself, or do you do you have a team around you? I got a team. I got about four of them. Four of them. Are you feeling good at this point? Like, how are you feeling now compared to a few years ago? I'm feeling pretty excellent right now, to be honest with you. I feel really good. Is your... How's your family and stuff feel about you coming back into boxing again? 
But a good thing about most of my family, the young ones have a little bit of a hard time with it, but the old ones already know that I wouldn't rap too tight to start with. So I ain't got nothing to lose because, I mean, I've been playing with a short dick since the beginning of the time for me. You feel me? So they know it's no harm. But what are they going to do to it? What can you do to a psycho? He already crazy. What is she going to do to him? You feel me? <laughs> so they don't work. But yeah. The young ones, they think. Um, are, they you think worried, are you worried at all that this fight, like, will happen? Like, with COVID and everything that's going on kind of complicating life in America, is there some fears in your mind of it being pulled off? Nope. No fear whatsoever. You know why? Why that? Because if God is for you, who can be against you? If God wants it to happen, it's going to happen. If God don't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. So why mm-hmm. should I worry? That's something that's far beyond my control. Um, Tyson has put out these videos of himself where it's pretty heavily edited, where he's hitting the hand pads and everything. Um, but his b- body transformation, this just came out a couple days ago about the ca- California Athletic Commission testing you guys for PEDs. Do uh-huh. you have any concerns about him using PEDs or anything like that, given just his body looking the way it does right now? No, I don't really have no concerns. That's on him, no. I'm not, I don't have no concerns at all. He do what he got to do. I mean, that's Mike Tyson, so, you know. Best case scenario with this fight, how does that unravel for you with this fight? What happens? Um, I ain't sure what happens. I just know I come out on top. And I come out and make sure I land more punches than he land. And I make sure I land just as hard as shots as he land. And I make sure I ain't the one that goes to if somebody do take a nap. Do you think do you think that this fight is good for your legacy? Some people have said that it's hard to somebody who was the greatest pound for pound fighter of their time, maybe of all time, taking on a fight like this at, at your guys's age is is are you worried about how this might affect that? Uh no, because the way it should affect it is this man fifty one years old and still wouldn't the fight. What was one at one time the baddest man on the planet? He don't care. That's what I want them to remember. He ain't gave a damn. If you want to fight, he fight. That's what I want them to remember. That's still cementing the legacy. At 51, y'all still couldn't say he ducked nobody because he ain't. Uh, you said the other day, it was the first time I ever heard you say it, that James Tony was the best boxer you ever faced. Yeah. But I remember you telling me, and I thought it was really interesting when I asked, if you were the same weight as Floyd Mayweather Jr., um, who? what would happen? And you said you fought a kind of a better version of him with James Tony. Do you, do you still think that, that if, cause I mean, one thing, one thing I think Max Kellerman said that a lot of people agreed with is when you were in your prime and Floyd was in his prime, there was no discussion about who was the best. Everybody thought it was you. Simple. So what you just said was the same thing. You said that I said they had me about Floyd Mayweather, who they considered pound pound one of the best ever, and I just told you, I told you that James Tony was a better version of him. So how could James not be the best fighter I fought? Mm-hmm. He a better version of who people thinking is one of the best fighters pound 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 ever. They think Floyd one of the best ever, and I'm telling you to my to your face in post you here, James Tony was a better version of that than he. So who you think the best fighter ever fought? Yeah. You no, I, I think it, Tony, it, too. Yeah. You just, you just echo on what I said. Because if they ask me about Floyd, I tell you, no. James was a – I don't think – I know James was a better version of what the style of Floyd fights. Floyd fights behind the shoulder roll. 
Jane was better at Soto Road than Florida. And Jane was knocking you out in round one or round 12. Jane was more dangerous. Jane was an offensive fighter behind the Soto Road. He had the defense, too, because you couldn't hardly hit him. He was offensive-minded behind it. He wanted to fight you before the fight. He wasn't safe. He'll take in. He didn't give a damn about taking on chance. You feel me? Sure. So he was way better at it than Florida. So what you mean? How do I feel a fight with me and Florida? Come on, bro. I beat James Tony. <laughs> He's up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess with this fight. Are you, I mean, is this possibly a massive payday for you? I mean, I don't, I'm going to talk to Triller later on about how it's scheduled, but I mean, could this be one of the biggest paydays that you've ever had professionally? No, I don't think it's a possible big payday, but I do know it's a big day of opportunity, a big fun night for me, because you know what I love best? What's that? When people think I'm going to die, that's what I love the most. That's when I'm at my best. When they think I'm about to die, that's when I become a killer. Huh. Why is that? I don't know, it's just how I always was raised. You know, I realized my daddy wanted me dead a long time ago, you feel me? I picked up a snake, I picked up a lawnmower one day, and there was a six-foot water monster on the lawnmower, and he didn't strike me, so I lived. Then one day I threw, I, I dropped a fishing reel in the water. I was with my father. It was sharks that came, and we ran out of the water. I dropped my reel. My father made me go back out there and get that reel, and them sharks didn't kill me, you feel me? So it's like now I learned to face chase death. So if somebody think I'm finna die, good. Let me go see if I'm finna die today. Because I was forced to do that as a kid. That's why I, that's where I still live. So since I've been facing death my whole life, how about brain death on now, damn? Let me look at it. Doesn't scare you at all to, to put Ooh. your health at risk? It scares death. It don't scare me. Death should be scared. What I'm scared of? <laughs> Y'all putting hyper health at risk. Are you going to try to knock Tyson out in this fight? Well, here go how it goes, brother. I want to box and do what the commission say, box and be smart and be strong and be, you know, elusive and make sure I outpoint him. But I know he's going to get pissed off because he can't hardly hit me. When he gets pissed off, he's going to start trying to not take my head off. Well, when you start trying to take my head off, get what I got to do to your head. Wow, got to go, got to go. Yeah. Um, wh- <clears throat> what kind of communications have you had with Tyson? I saw you guys did a Zoom where you were signing the contract. Mm-hmm. Have you ta- have you talked to? I don't. I've never really talked to you about your relationship with Tyson. Like, have you known him over the years? Nope. I've seen him in different places. We took pictures together a few times. I've seen him when I was in China one time, and neither one of us spoke Mandarin, so we couldn't really have much communication. But we spoke English. We in China. We ain't got nothing to talk about over there in China. <laughs> so it's like that's all I know. I mean, I've seen him from time to time, but he's good people. I like him. I mean, I always was a fan of his, but that's about as far as that goes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so overall, you're feeling really good about this fight. This is a... You want to know the truth? Yeah. There's some dangerous shit. You heard me? Yeah, yeah. There's some dangerous shit. But with COVID going on, with people not having nothing to do, and people not having no entertainment, and basketball season trying to go on, baseball season instead of getting games getting canceled because people catching COVID... College football season instead of getting canceled because teams, players catching COVID. So with everything going on in the world right now today, the world is pretty much at a lot and needs entertainment, looking for entertainment. Well, it was a fight that I wanted to have back in my prime. It ain't a fight I want to have now. But with the status of how it's going, God knows me. God knows me better than I know me. So it's like when God says here's an opportunity and people are 
thriving for entertainment right now, and you are one of the best entertainers on the planet. That's what I bless you with. Then I need you to go back to, go back to work. Then that's what I got to go do. So, no, I'm not scared. I don't give a damn. When God said go, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. So the opportunity came, he said go, I got to go. So I'm not concerned about all the other stuff. I got to go. What uh, what weight are you looking to come into for this fight? You know what? It would be ideal if I was smart. It would be ideal for me to come back close to where I was when I won the title to get my body at least close back to that size or that weight, rather, just so my body remembers that weight. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to see what happens. And for the Ruiz fight, if I remember, you were about 203, like somewhere between 198 and 203. Is that right? And that's where I sit right now. That's where you sit now? Right now. I started out 218. 218. And I'm already back to right at Ruiz. What would that tell you? <laughs> right. Yeah. I did work in. Somebody ain't playing around. Somebody's <laughs> <Not> serious. <laughs> How is, uh, you know, I just turned 41. I'm certainly noticing it's not fun to go running anymore. I mean, yep. how is how is it different for you training um, compared <laughs> well, got, to when you were a kid? Yeah, you got a lot of those high-tech machines they use nowadays, like for your lipsticks and stuff for your legs. So I to use these high-tech machines now because they take the stress off your knees. So it's more of those than doing the regular traditional road work now. Yeah. So I find that interesting that that the 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 numbers of this fight were not that important to you in terms of the payday or anything like that. So mm-hmm. you people understand? Always, yeah. People always get confused by me to tell you that I be I'm, I'm I'm you got to remember what happens is y'all get a cross reference. You know there was a guy named Floyd Money Mayweather and there was another guy named Captain Mother Freaking Hook. <laughs> yeah. All Captain Hook cared about was landing that damn hook. He ain't really concerned about the money. You feel me? Money Mayweather, he's the money man. Captain Hook is the killer. Captain Hook yeah. wants to dominate the division. Captain Hook is the winner. He thinks win before money. He ain't worried about how much money get paid. When I fought Montel Griffin the second time, my instructions were, they told me, well, he going to want more than money. I don't give a, give him all the money. Just tell him to bring that little green belt back to the ring with him when he come. You understand me? Sure. And we ain't about the money with me. In In your opinion, was the second Montel Griffin fight you at your absolute best? No, that was me at my crazy years. <laughs> I definitely thought when I watched that fight that I'd never seen that version of you yeah, before. Was, I don't know was, if it was you at your best, but I'd never seen you fight like that. That was me at my crazy years. That's me saying, forget all the boxing I know. It's time to be kill this dude because he tripping, you know? So that's not me. That's not me at my best. That's me at my crazy years. Yeah. And how do you see yourself? What version of yourself is going in against Tyson on I September twelfth? I got to be at my craziest again. Who's gonna go fight Mike Tyson at fifty-one years old? You got to be crazy again. I got to be the damn that lost my mind again. So you probably will see me at my craziest again. Hmm. Do you think? Do you think that this this fight is one thing that I've heard a lot of, like publicly, is is this fight good for boxing? That you guys are making headlines bigger than the sports pages, and boxing isn't really able to do that anymore. Is so, it good that so, two legends from the sport can wait, still do that? Wait a minute. If this, you said boxing ain't, ain't, ain't able to do that right now, right? Yeah. But boxing is doing it with two of the old heads, right? Yeah. So what do you think that's going to encourage the young heads to do? 
get back into it. Think I had to be more like those two old heads. And what was it about those two old heads that made them so successful? They didn't give a damn. They fought whoever came to the top of the ladder. That's who they fought. King of the Hill. Get back to playing King of the Hill and y'all be like us. Thank you so much, Roy. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tourist Information. The producers for this show are George Alarcon Swaby, Dolgan Media, myself, Bryn Jonathan Butler, and our audio editor is Anda Salaji. Thanks for listening. <laughs>